Hello and welcome to another episode of Secondhand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievable stories. Today's story is pretty much a mystery and it's also a story that tells you a lot about art. Here's what uh, it's about. So, the mark of any good piece of art is that it affects you, that it pierces this stupor of daily living and it shows you a reality that's more fantastic and more beautiful than the one that you're currently living in it shows you possibilities that are invisible to you until they are reflected in the art that you're consuming often you can take inspiration and instruction and borrow some of the beauty that is inherent in art and sprinkle it into your own life that is the true power of art that it can transcend itself that it can not just please the viewer but also shape their lives but just as with any power it can quickly turn into tyranny depending on who's wielding it sometimes the intention of the viewer turns the inspiration of art into mischief This is one of those instances. This is a story of a robbery that was inspired by art. It's about life imitating art in one of the worst ways possible. Our story begins in a small town in Kerala called Chelambra and it's 31st December, New Year's Eve of 2007. In Chelambra, the employees of the South Malabar Grameen Bank are met with a horrifying sight. They realize that their bank has been looted. They quickly call the police. The police arrive at the spot and they see that robbers have broken into the vault through the floor. There is a gaping hole in the floor. This bank was on the first floor of a building. and below this bank was an under construction restaurant the thieves came up through the floor they have used cutting devices and broken through the metal lockers and stolen a lot of goods the total value of goods that were stolen was 9 crore rupees 80 kgs of gold were taken from this vault along with 25 lakhs of cash left behind were two clues the first were a pair of slippers and the second was this on the wall was scribbled two words jay mao which translates to praise to maoism these were the only two clues left behind the investigation fell to inspector p vijayan Now he wasn't daunted by this task because he had been involved in very high profile cases in his past. He had uh, been investigating several high profile extortion cases and had even been uh, part of the investigation committee of an email thread that had been received by the then prime minister Manmohan Singh and the president Abdul Kalam. He was no stranger to such high profile cases 
and he was one of the first few people who got involved in addition to him assisting him would be the dsp kk ibrahim and overlooking this case would be the additional director general of police ks jangpangi the police figured out that the robbers had come through the floor that was pretty evident and they began looking into what this under construction restaurant was who owned it who had leased it they went to the building owner and they asked him if anyone had leased this property and he said there had been he says that earlier in the very month a man had approached him to lease this property there had been many calls that had happened over the phone and then eventually he had also met this guy they had agreed on a figure and the man had transferred 50000 rupees to rent this restaurant the police quickly obtained a sketch from the building owner of this man and this was the first visual identification of these robbers on investigating the police find out that four people had entered the premises on the night of 29th december 2007 they had entered the premises with cloths covering their faces and they had been carrying heavy machinery that included cutters and welding machines they had been able to evade suspicion because they claimed that they were workers renovating the restaurant they enter the restaurant and this ruse works really well because the noise is also chalked up to them being renovators they begin carving a hole and eventually they had broken in on the night of 30th december 2007 the police then start looking at the clues that had been left behind the slippers were not of much help so they focused on the second most glaring clue on the wall they had found jai mao which was praised to maoism it was a confusing clue because it was a very brazen clue this clue pointed towards the hand of the communist party or the naxal uprising and the police were uncertain as to why criminals would leave such a blatant clue on the wall they were investigating it but then things took a very odd turn here's what happened on january 13th 2008 the police get a tip off it's come from a hotel in hyderabad the tip is that there has been a kilogram of gold found at this hotel the police rushed to the spot but by then the men have already left the hotel tells them that there were four people who had checked in and they had left the hotel without handing over their key in their room they had found a kilogram of gold this gold was later ascertained to have come from the loot that was taken from the bank the police start focusing their attention on hyderabad but at the same time they start receiving a lot of tips these tips are coming into the police helpline and the tips position these people at various parts of the country there are tips suggesting that they are in all sorts of different states and the police begin 
hunting down and verifying each of these tips it leads them to a lot of states in the country they go to andhra pradesh karnataka tamil nadu kerala and even goa now it's a very labor intensive process and it takes a lot of time and effort but the police have to hunt down every single tip here's what was happening the meticulousness of this crime and the way that it had been executed like it was almost flawless it had the police in twists they didn't know what to do next and how to approach this case and these tips were just adding to this confusion so that's when the investigators decided that they were going to refocus this investigation back to the scene of the crime they decided that they were going to bring in experts of different fields to relook at the evidence at the scene of the crime which is why they roped in the services of fingerprint experts scientific assistants explosive experts and even brought in local contractors who had experience with concrete and welding and drilling but eventually the breakthrough would come from a totally different area much like the breakthrough that had happened in the Salem Chennai Egmore train heist the police found a breakthrough by looking into the cell tower data they approached mobile service providers to give them a list of numbers that were active in the area during when the crime was committed they received 20 lakh numbers they had to go through it to find the few numbers that belonged to the thieves now this you can imagine was an extremely tough job as they went through it they also decided to get help from phone service providers and it professionals from ernakulam they go through the data and eventually they do make a breakthrough they find one number that is extremely suspicious and this number they zoom in on and they find out that this number had made 1500 plus other phone calls these phone calls were vetted and it was realized that yes this did belong to the thieves the number was traced and it eventually led them to a house in kodikode where they found these four accused when the police caught up with them they eventually found out that the masterminds behind this plan were vanyampurakkal joseph aka jason kadiyal shibu aka rajesh nankalada radhakrishnan and radhakrishnan's wife kanakeshwari when they caught them the four of them finally told the cops how they had pulled off this heist here's what they told the cops they said that they had been planning this heist for over 2 months they had been keeping eyes on this bank when they realized that there was a restaurant underneath it which was empty they decided that they were going to lease it so they began talking to the building owner and eventually settled on a fee and took the property on rent then on the night of 29th december 2007 they had entered the premises with cloths over their faces so that they could evade detection they had carried machinery cutters and welding machinery which they had brought in under the pretext of saying that they were workers renovating the place to fully sell the alibi they had also brought with them furniture they entered the premises and began making a hole in the roof 
of the restaurant. This took a while and on the night of 30th December 2007, which happened to be a Sunday, they broke through and entered the strong room of the bank. The strong room is the vault where the money is kept. Then using the gas cutters and welding machinery, they broke open the metal lockers and took out all the valuables. Then one of them scribbled on the wall the two words Jai Mao or praise to Maoism. Now this was devised to be a red herring. They hoped that the police would get distracted by it and look elsewhere. However, the police had recognized pretty early on that this was a diversionary tactic. However, these four people had more red herrings up their sleeves. They had quickly gone to Hyderabad and left a kilogram of gold to make the police believe that they were around Hyderabad. Then when that had not worked, they had started putting tips in, saying that they were in different states of the country when they were actually in Kodi Kod. Now, it's through all of these ways that the four of them had managed to evade detection for about two months before the police finally caught up with them on 27th February 2008. However, the most interesting part of this robbery remains its inspiration because the four accused eventually revealed to the police that they got this plan to pull off this heist from the super hit 2004 Bollywood movie Dhoom. Dhoom was a fun action movie that uh, followed cops played by Abhishek Bachchan and Uday Chopra as they chased after a biker gang that was led by John Abraham. Now, if you haven't seen the movie, please stop watching this now. Spoiler alert! Because in the climax of Dhoom, John Abraham's biker gang decide to pull off a heist at a casino and they decide to do this on New Year's Eve. While our heroes are dancing at the casino, John Abraham breaks through the floor of a hotel room and reaches the vault. And then they make away with all the loot. Now, while the rest of us were enjoying this cheesy plot, the songs and John Abraham's straightened hair, these four people had been taking notes. And they decided to replicate the climax of this movie at a bank in Kerala. Instead of going through the floor, they went up the ceiling but they pulled it off near New Year's Eve. The only difference was they didn't have bikes, they had a silver Maruti and none of them looked like John Abraham. I also think that they did not get to see the full movie because if they had, then they would realize that eventually the cops did catch up with John Abraham. And so did the cops catch up in this case. But until then, for those two months, these four people genuinely felt that they had dhoom machaled. And that's the story. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then please leave a like and a comment. Let me know what other stories you'd like me to cover by leaving them in the comment section below. Also, as usual, this episode is brought to you by my career. 
if you'd like to support my career then do check the description for ticket links of shows i'll be doing uh, neville and i are going to be in gurgaon and delhi on the 23rd and 24th of april do come for those shows because we're also going to be doing a live improvised story in each of them uh, one other thing in case you like the work that's being done on this channel and want to support it then do consider becoming a member members get to come for all the live tapings of these stories and some of them are here right now anyway until next time stay safe and dhoom machale